With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. WXME AM 780, Monticello, Holton, Presque Isle. Good morning, Aroostook County. This is the Aroostook Watch and Radio Show. We hope we're on air. Hard to tell. Can't really see it. But uh, we had some problems with the technical end of it. The Bloomin' computer wouldn't hook up to the web page that we used to hook up to the tower. So we're finally on. My morning is Hal Shirtliff. Good morning, Hal. Oh, good morning, Jack. Did, did you hear the intro music? I did not, no. That's not good. Okay, well, that didn't work. But you and I are on. It appears as though that part of it's working. And I guess we'll see if it continues to do that. We're coming to you live on the Constitutional Radio Network, the Conscience of Maine, we hope, on AM in Monticello and uh, around the world on the Internet on TalkShoe.com. So um, let's see. Now that I'm thoroughly discombobulated when this kind of things happen, I get completely blown off here and uh, have trouble getting back on track. We are... Uh, let's just start the right way. We'll just do this first. John 2, 24, 25, and 26. We'll get it started with a little scripture. Maybe it'll smooth out a little bit. As for you, see that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you also will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he promised us, eternal life. I'm writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. As for you... The anointing you receive from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you, but as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. Amen. All else fails, stand. Stand, people. Stand. We have to stand. To, uh, those things that, that goes back to the, to the um, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old. These part will will not depart. Okay? The things that you were told. Don't believe the lies that you're being led astray from. The um, um, title of our little devotional in in God We Trust is from uh, Theodore Roosevelt back in 1917. And the the title of the devotional was A Churchless Nation. Maybe we really should call it, we have plenty of churches. We really have a godless nation. Lots of churches. But we, we, are, we are rapidly becoming a godless nation. Well, these churches are either spiritually dead, uh, neutral, or they're part of the problem. All the above. They promote social, the social gospel without promoting the gospel. <laughs> you know, when you social see a rainbow flag... 
Yeah. When you, when you see the rainbow flag flying from one of these churches, you know that it is now promoting the values and views of the enemy. Well, and of course, Boston is yeah. Boston has been the hotbed of that since the uh, Unitarians uh, took over Harvard in 1820 or so. And we're going to reform the world through through the power of government. All of the evils of the world, education, um, social injustice, and all the the other things would be eradicated by uh, education. And one way to do that is to control the uh, reins of education and uh, have the compulsory education laws. Now we're talking about the 1840s. And how's it working for us? Uh, Not so well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really well, really well. And you know, the sad thing is that there are so many people still in denial. Uh, and at least the common core issue is getting people getting people to take notice. You know, for years, people, uh, you know, people in the John Birch Society and the other organizations have been saying, take a look at what, why the schools are the way they are. They were set up this way. Oh, we don't want, oh, we had a good experience when I went to high school. Oh, that's not, oh, oh, you can't do anything about it. Oh, you have to put up with it and just try to deprogram them and so forth. Right. And it's as well that, you know, you you went to that old college, you know, 40 years ago and it was a great school or 20 years ago and you make sure your kids are going to go to that school and you have to go into debt and when they came out, they, if the faith hasn't been destroyed by high school, their shores will be destroyed by the time they finish that college. And that's that's been the mindset of these people. Yep. You know, and it doesn't mean that you can't survive a, a, a situation like that. But why would you want to put your child in that? You know, why risk that? And people do. Well, when was the last time you heard of an atheist family or a socialist family putting their kids in the Bible Baptist College? Yeah. You know? Good luck with that. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my. Oh my. But you know, it was the plan, and it's been the plan all along. And the idea of blocking um, Common Core or what, what's the other uh, thing that's going through right now, the um, ESEA, the idea of blocking these is really just trimming the, la- the branches on the poison tree because we never get to the root. The root that's of right. the, the education issue is the unconstitutional, unauthorized, no justification or jurisdiction for existing Department of Education at the federal level. So we don't get to that. Well, you can't do anything about that. Well, you can, can. but you're supposed to be able to. And unfortunately, that's one of the platforms, uh, the planks in the platform when uh, Ronald Reagan was running, was going to eliminate the Department of Education. Well, how'd that work for him? That's right. He actually kept it funded, and uh, and it was only a uh, it was it only became a part of the cabinet a cabinet uh, level uh, during the Carter administration. That was his promise to the NEA. You know, we just um, the Jobber Society and the and then in, in in the New England just sponsored. Actually, it was a very short speaking engagement for Dr. Duke Pesta. And for your listeners, if you have not heard of Dr. Duke Pesta. I would recommend that you just go on YouTube and put his name in, P-E-S-T-A. He's uh, probably uh, the, if not one of, definitely one of the top experts, if not the top expert on exposing uh, Common Core. He's given over 400 speeches in, just in the last two years. What's interesting is he'll come out 
and give a presentation, and then there'll be, uh, you know, he'll get four or five more invitations to come back out at some point. But anyway, he uh, he had, had a lot of video clips in his presentation, and one of them is a clip, a few clips by a man named David Coleman. Now this guy, no one's heard of him unless you are on this issue. He's a little. Uh, the best way to describe him would be a twerp. He's a little uh, academic, has absolutely no teaching credentials whatsoever, even those on his side acknowledge that. And, he, he, of course, he was uh, a big Obama. He worked for the Obama campaign. He's the one that wrote most of Common Core. He was the one that was hired. And, and he's, not paying, he's not getting $10 an hour to, to do this. Uh, Bill, and Mil- Bill Gates has put over $6 billion into Common Core. And he's making a presentation, and he's saying there's not a for- force on earth that can stop us. That's how arrogant these people are. That's how confident they are that their program. And now he's running the, uh, the, the, t- the college. Uh, he's now designing the, co- the, uh, the college tests, and they're eliminating American history. They're rewriting history. And he said history isn't that, that important. It's not, inter- it's not a question of facts. It's all about concepts. So what are the yeah. concepts that he'll design? Well, the United States is, formed as a, is a racist nation. You know, tell us why. Uh, the United States is an imperialist nation. Tell the United States is this. Everything negative about the United States is what they'll get. So you'll get a generation of high school and college-age students. Now, we know they're getting a lot of this, but even some liberals are kind of upset about it. Even some liberals are saying, hey, uh, this is wrong. And it's sort of, you know, you know it's bad, you know, when, uh, oh, actually, it was the Washington State Democrat Party, and uh, Duke Presta had a resolution that they, uh, they introduced, they passed, and they made reference to the Tenth Amendment of the Constitution, saying that this is totally unconstitutional, this Common Core program, and Duke Duke made a comment. He said, boy, he said, isn't it great actually to see Democrats make positive reference to the Constitution? Too bad it took something as bad as Common Core for them to get it, you know? Yeah. So so we're going to try to get them up to Maine. I shouldn't say we're going to try to get them. We will get them up to Maine uh, probably in the the winter, you know, uh, after the holidays, um, you know, probably January or February. And when we get him up there, we'll try to get him. Well, maybe we'll get him up to your neck of the woods, but we'll definitely uh, bring him up to Maine. And, you know, I'll definitely keep you guys posted when that happens. That'll be good. We'll need to, yeah. need to hear that. People need to be – I don't know where to go with all the information. You give them information, but, you know, most of the time, you and I and, and all of us that are involved put out good information – but we don't really give people marching orders. We don't really give people tools to actually complete an action and get involved. And well, you see, that's me, why. What do I do? Yeah, How do I do? What do we that's do to why, fix this? Well, that's why you need an organization, and that's why you need to, you know, organizations like the John Birch Society because then we have feet on the ground. We don't have a whole lot of feet, unfortunately. Uh, you know, we testified against the Article Five Convention. Uh, there weren't a whole lot of us at the constitutionalists there. There were a whole lot of other people who claimed to be constitutionalists, on, a lot of those on the left who hate the Constitution. They were there testifying, but we didn't have that many. And uh, so that's and, and somehow we still were able to stop it at this time anyway, to roll it back or stop it. So uh, what, I, what I find with that whole issue is good people are uninformed because many good people 
in the Augusta venue will sign on to this um, Convention of States issue thinking that it's constitutional. Actually, right. one of them, one of them from the local area, when I approached her in in Augusta a few months ago, said, "Oh yeah, I got that. I got that." So then we, oh yeah. Well, it's not good. Really, I thought it was from you. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. all she really saw was yeah. the Constitution. It's all about well, the Constitution. Well, and it so is. She it, and it, two it or three is. others thought it was coming from us. That we were in there promoting. I, I believe it. Uh, it. It just shows you how little uh, the average elected official knows about the Constitution, and let alone uh, the guy walking down the street. Let alone yeah. the guy that's pushing the button in the voting booth. Hello. That's right. That's right. And oh. and of course, it is an obligation to be. You don't have to be a walking encyclopedia. Let's face it. Uh, the, but the Constitution isn't some type of uh, document written in, in Egyptian hieroglyphics that only people from Harvard University and Yale can 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 understand. Um, it's something that can, you know. Some of the words may not be used much anymore, or maybe you know they're a little archaic. Or so you can easily determine that. You know, a well-regulated militia. Well, what does that mean? Well, okay, what? Are, well, that means there's going to be a bunch of laws. Well, that and also that the militia is uh, trained well. That's what it means. So, okay, we get that. You know, we. So there aren't that. It isn't that complicated, but it's just something that people uh, don't want to pay much attention to. It's it's just it's almost uncanny to see how little people know about uh, our nation's organic documents. Well, it's, it's almost anyway, get, it's uncanny to believe that someone with a college education can read Article One, Section Ten, and not understand what the word "make" means. No state shall make anything but gold or silver coin tender in payment of debt. Yeah. Now, when I was talking to recently, when I was talking to some college-educated people, well, that's what it means. It means we can't make gold or silver coins. Really? <laughs> you mean make? You mean it, it doesn't mean in use. That's not a use phrase. Oh no, I mean, right. we can't make them. We we don't you we don't make, make them. them. Really? We don't. Yeah. Are you? I I I thought they were kidding me. Literally, yeah. I thought they were kidding me. No state yeah. shall make anything but gold or silver coin tender in payment of debt. So make cause to be used as make. Right. Right, not not to manufacture or to to coin. You didn't. You don't make yeah. coins. I guess you mint coins, right? And that's how the I term just, was used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and oh, this is somebody that's 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 actually uh, hosting a. Uh, I guess it was last night. Was the Democratic debate last night? Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they were they were hosting on one of the college campuses a, a, a Democratic the Democratic debate, and I'm thinking, really, you don't even understand. The, the proper use of the word make. We got a serious problem here. Well, it was interesting when uh, we, we, we testified in the Article 5. Uh, of course, the Article 5 convention is in the Constitution, but what some of these supporters forget, conveniently forget, is that it requires two-thirds of the states. So the founders didn't say, oh, we have to have one every six months or every year, or every time that a talk show host with a big mouth likes to write a book, and yeah. make millions of dollars. We got to do it. We got to do it. And if you don't support it, you're evil. 
You're okay. bad. You're this. You're that. You see, but they like the debate, and and the purpose of that was not to rewrite the Constitution. It was to Alexander Hamilton, you know, hey, correct some errors. They didn't say rewrite it or restructure, and that's uh, what these folks are proposing. But even geez. though they deny it, you just look at look, go to their website, Convention of States, and you oh, can yeah. see um, Mike Farris talking for talking about structural change. Mark Meckler, the founder. He's, in his emails, in one of his emails he sends out, he says, we have to change the rules. We don't have to change the personnel, but we have to change the rules. So we'll get the same pack of rascals. And when you point out to these folks who've never heard of Mark Meckler until the last six months, here's a video of Mark working along with Van Jones in a group called Living Room Conversations, which is an entity that pushes the Delphi technique. Do you really want to Allow yourself with a guy like that. Oh, you're vicious. You're a liar. How dare you? He's a great Christian and a great patriot. So they don't trust you, but they trust this guy they don't know with a black hat. Yeah. yeah. And literally a black hat. <laughs> sitting but, down and talking to Joanne Blades of uh, MoveOn.org. And then, they, and then they tell me that I'm not the conservative. I'm not the constitutionalist. It's kind of interesting. Well, see, they, they take things... The words they want to argue. Well, you don't. It's in the Constitution, so you don't. You don't like it, so you don't. You don't. You don't like the Constitution. Yeah, I like the Constitution. I like it all, and it's just exactly the same as the Scripture. It's an all-or-nothing deal, folks. It's not well, just. Well, I like. I like uh, John three six. That's right, but I don't. Uh, but I don't like Deuteronomy yeah. stuff. And that, yeah, I, I don't well, like any of that Leviticus stuff. Okay. Let me let me use this. Let me, let me use their logic, okay, their fallacious reasoning. Because I'm against an Article 5 convention, I'm against the Constitution. Because that's it's, it's the Constitution. Well, I'm against tax increases, too. But Congress has the power to levy tax. So, therefore, I guess I'm an, an anti-constitutionalist because I, on record, is opposing any new taxes, you see. And, in fact, I'm, I'm on record. I want, I want to repeal the 16th. So, I guess I'm an anti-constitutionalist. Because I want to see that amendment repealed. See that? So that they're using fallacious reasons here. Fifteenth, sixteenth, and seventeenth. Oh, oh, well, yes, yeah, exactly. I want yeah. Maine to rescind its ratification of the fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth, and seventeenth. That's right. Oh, we can do it instead but, of. All right. All right. We should be pushing for. A, rat, a rescind movement to rescind these totally salacious amendments that were snuck in to destroy freedom. From starting from the Fourteenth Amendment forward, we've had. You know, it's interesting. I don't know if the Fourteenth was deliberately designed uh, to destroy freedom. It and it was, but very shortly after it was ratified. It was a case, uh, New Orleans versus a slaughterhouse, something or other, and it had nothing to do with the original purpose. In the Supreme Court, you know, I know this is this this threw the case out. And again, it had it was supposed to simply give no, it it, it punished the Confederates. You know, to some you know, if you read the the wording, that part no longer applies because they're all deceased. But um, of course, it said that they, I guess, they can take an oath if uh, Congress has to approve, what have you. But it's a, simply made made all made all those of, of males of formerly slaves, or all those that were formerly slaves, citizens of the United States and the states they reside. <clears throat> well, also, fact, there's also confusion, too, about uh, you know, natural born. So if, I, if I'm a, a tourist from France, 
and my wife is with me and she's pregnant and she has a child, you know, does that child automatically become a U.S. citizen? And, and it was never intended to be that way. So, so the enemies of the Constitution, they twist and torture. I mean, can you imagine the First Amendment being used to say that you can't pray in school? That was never the intention of the First Amendment. The 14th, the 14th will, will Amendment not. is where that came from. The 14th Amendment is what they used as the... They say that, yeah, they have to apply... The, the, right. So the Bill of Rights will now apply yeah. to all the states is what they say. Right. And I'm, yeah. I'm looking at that and I said, I don't, I'm reading the same thing that they're reading, but I'm not seeing that. So they just twist and torture these, these, these amendments. But um, as, I, as I study more, I'm beginning to be of the mind set that one of the major driving forces, the, the mentality behind the actual Civil War, I'm beginning to believe that they were planning a 14th Amendment type process. They needed that Civil War in order to actually get the 14th Amendment in there because they have the, the, the long picture. These people are not You're right. multi-generational next week. These are multi-generational plans. I mean, there's the, the, the Tavistock uh, issue back in 1920 to infiltrate the universities and the seminaries in order to change our system from capitalist to socialist, that's a long-term multi-generational plan. They didn't do it in six months. No, and that's why some people who are critics of this uh, of this will say, well, why would they why would they get involved in something like this? Because they would never really see the fruition. Well, it doesn't matter. You know, the farmer that plants the maple tree, the sugar maple tree, when he's 60, he's not going to tap that tree, but his kids are going to tap the tree. That's a good thing. So these bad guys, while they're, while they're undermining our system, they are getting their books published. They're getting attended at universities. They are uh, being promoted. If you're a politician, you're going to get that. Uh, you're going to get. You're going to be able to keep your seat. If you're a college professor, you're going to get tenured and get your books published and get on all of the important radio and TV shows. You well, know, you know uh, it's really and, back to the feudal system. It's really back to the feudal system. They become the elites by being right. involved in this. They set themselves up to be to be um, royal families. Look at look at what we've got in. In office, look at these people that have been in, in Washington in the District of Corruption for 30 years. Or more. And they, they claim to be arch enemies of each other. And in fact, that's just total nonsense. Well, one of the interesting things uh, when Duke Pesto was giving his presentation, and he's mentioned that this is a known fact, it was something he just uncovered, but uh, George H.W. Bush announced uh, and had this thing called. Um, uh, no child left behind. Yeah. So it must have been a Republican initiative, right? Uh, which must be good because all Republicans are patriotic and conservative. Well, who wrote no child, no child left behind? It was Ted Kennedy, or at least his people. Ted Kennedy probably couldn't sit there and pen anything, but uh, in, at that time. But uh, so, so that was it before was, his hand shook so bad. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, he was shaking bad probably since the seventies. <laughs> Chappaquiddick. But anyway, um, so, so can you imagine? Uh, Obama going up to uh, who, 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 Ron Paul and saying, can you write a curriculum? Uh, Ron Paul would say, yeah, sure I would, but it would be unconstitutional for me to introduce it. No, but you, you definitely would uh, You see these uh, Republicans and Democrats 
who was supposed to hate each other, but it's almost like a, a professional wrestling match. You know, they're out there screaming yeah. at each other, calling each other names, and it looks like they're hurting each other too. You know, there's even blood coming from the nose or the yeah. eye, right? <laughs> and then uh, you know they. Uh, and then they go afterwards, and you know you get a lot of people there booing and hissing one side or the other. They go into the dressing room, and, and they go out to dinner, and you know they shake hands and they go meet their wives or whatever. And it's uh, it's it's a it's a phony. It's a phony. Yeah. Is uh, well, you know, it's film. interesting that, that you bring that one up. The the no child left behind, and the origin origin of that. Um, when we start talking about all this invasion of privacy, and People start talking about the the Patriot Act, and wait a minute, who wrote the Patriot Act? You think the Patriot Act was already? Yeah, the Patriot Act. uh, You imagine how quickly it was. I mean, all they did was they just dusted off the um, the document and submitted it. I think there was a study group. I mean, I don't think I know there was a study group. I don't recall. I don't remember what it was called. But the former governor, former senator of uh, New Hampshire was involved in that. Newt Gingrich, uh, Warren Rudman. It was Joe Biden. It was Joe Biden also. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, yeah. And and they had the rural study group. But Newt Gingrich was involved. And they actually said, you know, we need, we need some kind of major crises before we can get this done. And, and this get this done passed. before Oklahoma City. That study group and that entire paper was done before Oklahoma City. So it was early 90s, and it took yeah. uh, it took 11 or so years uh, before they... Well, uh, Oklahoma you know, City wasn't a big enough event. It didn't get enough, but, but it, it wasn't a big enough, uh-huh. even though they tried to make it look like every single person like Jack McCarthy uh, was in, and even Rush Limbaugh was blamed for it. Anyone that's to the left or the right of Lenin was somehow the hate. It was hatred that did it. It was hatred that motivated this guy. Of course, he was a, a military guy, and he learned whatever he learned. Of course, you don't have to go to the military to learn how to make those types of bombs. And, uh, and boy, he, he was taken down pretty quickly, wasn't he? And, uh, and it's interesting, too, when he did further research and discovered that there was a right wing, there was this neo-Nazi connection, but the guys who were involved were CIA assets, this German oh. national uh, Andre Strassmeyer or what have you. Oh, well, okay, it's a non-issue now. Non-issue, forget about it. Let's just get this this law passed and, and get on with business here. You know? Okay, bring that concept forward to the Patriot Act, and now bring that concept forward to the um, Afghanistan war where we went in there. The Russians had been there prior. That's right. They, they ran home with their tail between their legs because they were taking massive losses and we had armed the Mujahideen, and now we're fighting the Mujahideen real good. And yeah. so we needed somebody to have for the, the, uh, the GOAT, so the CIA created Al-Qaeda, Al-Qaeda, and now we have McCain going to Turkey <laughs> into Syria sitting down with these four face guys and turns out they're the ISIS freedom That's fighters. Right. That's oh, right. Oh, wait a minute. And John McCain? Oh, he's he's one of those good guys. He's he's a he's a he's Republican. A patriot. He's a he's, he's a, a Republican. A he's a conservative. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so we have now 
again, fast forward, now we have Paris, France. Yep. Now, how sad, how absolutely sad, the carnage in France. How's that tolerance? How's the open borders tolerance and anti-profiling working for the folks in Paris, France this morning? And here's a, here's a country that has strict gun control, uh, but these people, not only did they, they had, they had automatic rifles, uh, AKs, and they had uh, grenades, and who else, who knows what else they have. So where do you get these things? And here's a surveillance state with there's cameras everywhere, right? Everywhere you go, there you're being watched. How come they couldn't keep an eye on these guys? Because you can't do that because they're, uh. you'd be a bigot or a hate monger. So, uh, and you know, I, I I hate to say it, but with these West, these Western European nations that are pretty much, uh, they're just so soft. They're they're, they're socialists. They're, they've rejected the faith, and they've embraced every left wing lunacy, the homosexual agenda. They embraced, um, you know, socialism, uh, and then the stuff like this open borders, uh, European Union, and then this stuff happens, and everyone's shocked. You know, no, these people have told you what they want to do. It's not like they're not announcing they, this is what they want to do. Yep. And, and uh, uh, the first thing they'll say, oh, we can't blame any group. We just ha- it's just these one or two terrorists that are doing this. You see? So uh, although there is resistance, let's, not, let's be serious about that. There is resistance, but it's, it's a small percentage. And well, it looks at, like look at what would happen. Europe. If, if you and I were at a concert in Portland, and there was, say there was, 5,000 people there. Yeah. If, if you and I and eight other of our friends just happened to be there and someone came in and started shooting, at least three out of the ten of our group would return fire. That's right. That's right. Nobody returned fire in France because they don't have guns, because they have this wonderful concept of gun control. That's right. No one returned fire. Hundreds of people, or whatever that thing was, that that venue, and no one returned fire. I bet you they were calling nine one one. Right. Oh, what, yeah. Whatever number they call. Right. Yeah. And yeah, and by that time, the bodies, uh, the body count is getting higher and higher. But, and then they told. It's interesting too. They told everybody to shelter. And that's what they told us in Boston to shelter, because that shelter was a very place. what an interesting that very, concept. Yeah, that was a very small scale, uh, you know, just a couple. That was just a dress rehearsal, and huh? and in Boston, the the people that were the enablers, the mayor, the governor, that went out of their way to help uh, the the Muslim, the the uh, the Islamic Center in Boston. That's just where these guys were radicalized. Can you imagine if there were two guys? And they were both avid listeners of the Aristic Watchmen. Uh, do you think that your show and you would have been brought? Do you think that your name would have made someone? Oh, you better believe it. But no, there was just two guys all on their own. There was no, there was no one else behind this. And and one guy is dead. The other guy's in jail, and he's going to be executed. So uh, uh, we took care of the problem. And now that we're clamping down, we've got more cameras everywhere, and we've got more gun control. Uh, so we nothing. The situation has been taken care of, so we don't have to worry about that anymore. Meanwhile, though, Obama wants to resettle uh, a couple hundred thousand more Syrians 
And it's interesting that all of these are Muslims. Well, Syria has a 10% Christian population, and they're being, they're being murdered. I, have, I live right next door to a Syrian church, and nice, very nice people. And uh, they tell me the, pop, the Christian population was 10%, and the Assad... Uh, he was a, uh, I'm not defending him, I wouldn't want to live under him, but he protected the Christians. They weren't, they weren't killing them in mass. They weren't chopping out so the why heads. Is Assad our, so why is Assad our enemy? But, but where, where are all these Christian refugees? Why are the Christians coming, uh, these Christian men come leaving? No, it's Muslims. And the Muslims are chasing the Muslims out, and they come over here and they want to destroy us. Okay, now the, other, the next question about for that is, when you're a refugee, if you're if you're being driven out of your homeland, usually you would send the women, children, elderly out, and That's right. the, the able-bodied men would be taking up the rear to protect them. Exactly right. Yeah. How come how come it's mostly able-bodied men in the front coming across the fences and uh, demanding supplements and 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 sustenance? in all these countries. <clears throat> so this right. is the, I, I hate to bring it into a Muslim versus the rest of the world idea, but it really is that when you, when you look at their being used, their taught, their, they, their, their religion, their philosophy is that everybody else is wrong. And if they aren't converted, they're killed. Even if you only have, Five percent that believe in the extreme results of that. That's all you need. Five percent of one point six billion Muslims That's is right. a huge number of crazy people. Yeah, see, most, I'm we, sure most Muslims, most yeah. Muslims probably just want to be left alone and do their thing. But all you need is a small percentage of of that group to do the damage, and it's unfortunate, but that's just the way life is. And usually, well, before you come you over here, you know... If you like, want to start you, a problem, you just go into wherever they are, bomb one of the radical mosques, and you just created a whole new level of crazy... A whole new, gen a whole new generation, yeah. A whole, a whole new, new generation uh, of crazy people. A bunch of new recruits, yeah. One in Afghanistan, they would have had to kill every man, woman, and child in the country. Yeah, because you leave one alive after you've killed everybody else, and that one person is the most radical that you can get. And he comes out from under the rock and starts shooting. That's right. <laughs> and you know this in England and and all, all all over Europe, they have they have allowed. Not only have they left the faith but they've actually allowed segments of their cities and segments of their countries to be governed by Sharia law. Sharia law, yeah. Have we, have, have, is there no brain left? Do they all have candida? I don't know. What, what's insane is, too, like Sweden, for example. Now, the, a colleague of mine, Alex Newman, <clears throat> had lived in, I think he's actually there now, if you if you're a Christian and you walk out of your house and you tell somebody that it is your belief that homosexuality is a sin, you will go to jail. You will go to jail, and in fact, it's a more more stricter sentence than manslaughter. Yeah, 
But if 20% of that country is Muslim, and the Muslims can say it in Arabic that you know, we, we will behead all homosexuals, and that that's not an issue, you see. And the, the militant, the left, the socialist left, seem to have a very cozy rapport with the Muslims. And this is what draws me to the conclusion that these folks have a death wish, because uh, the Muslims hate these leftist, socialist, atheist, uh, homosexualist, or what have you. They hate them. But they, Yet, they have blinders on, Hal. They have blinders on. The, the same people who think that no state shall make anything but gold or silver coin is a, 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 a manufacturing term are the same right. people who say, oh, they're all good people. They would never do that. As they're, <laughs> as they're throwing a homosexual out a 10-story window. That's right. Yeah. They, they yeah. can't even see... They can't even see what's absolutely in front of them. They're blind. They've been given over to a reprobate mind. Exactly right. This is yeah. Uh, their hatred for Christianity seems to uh, uh, be more uh, seems to over uh, be, be more important than acknowledging a clear and present danger. Well, I mean, it's here's just like some of these some of these uh, hyper libertarians. Atheist libertarians, I think their hatred of Christianity is bigger than their love of freedom. So they very seldom go after the uh, true enemy, but they viciously attack Christianity, mock it every chance they get. Uh, but I like to see a world without without Christianity. You see a country without anybody with Christian faith and values. You know, you you believe in the marketplace, but one of the important ingredients is a moral a moral factor. You don't want people who will steal from you. You don't want to do business with thieves. And those who will take advantage of you whenever chance they get, that's, and that's best tempered by uh, Christianity. But, but in spite of that, but even if they know that, they still viciously go after Christians, while they uh, they ignore the you know, people like the Muslims and the left. I've never heard, I never hear Bill Maher, uh, who is a vicious uh, atheist and hater of liberty. I never see him go after Muslims. Funny how that works, yeah. isn't it? I never see him mock mock Muslims. That brings, us kind of, that brings us kind of full circle to the to the churchless nation um, uh, little clip that I was going to use from Theodore Roosevelt. The most perfect machinery of government will not keep us as a nation from destruction if there is not within us a soul. No abounding material prosperity shall avail us if our spiritual sense is atrophied. The foes of our own household shall surely prevail against us unless there be in our people an inner life which finds its outward expression in a morality not very widely different from that preached by the seers and prophets of Judea when the grandeur that was Greece and the glory that was Rome still lay in the future. Morality is a necessary spring of popular government. The result of the French Revolution's effort to abolish not only Christianity but religion was a cynical disregard of morality and a carnival of cruelty and bigotry committed in the name of reason and liberty. Isn't it interesting that that's happening today? And because you're talking about the French Revolution. Yep. 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 I tell you, I was watching a little bit of the news and I see Obama come on. And whoever whoever wrote a speech, I guess, didn't do a little, didn't do, uh, was a little hasty. He's quoting the liberty, equality, and brotherhood, which was the 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 the, uh, the buzz term of the French Revolution that meant death to all those who go against us. We'll chop your head off. I said, 
but he, he just, it sounds so lovey and dovey and most Americans probably have no idea what that, what the background of that is. And, but I'm sure he does or he should, he just reads that and, you know, and here he is, but let's bring more, let's bring more of these terrorist types into our shores. We need to get more of them in here. I believe in my opinion, he was probably gloating when he saw that. He was probably, I think so too. That, that you know, makes these, me crocodile, these crocodile tears, you know, yep. he completely yep. backed these people. Well, you know? We've got, We've got, we've got TSA, which has done nothing but terrorize the people. Yeah, especially older, hands, older people or little yeah, children. Yeah, I was just going to say, they've got their hands in grandma's underwear. Yeah. But in California, they're issuing driver's licenses to people with a full head covering and only a three-eighths of an inch slit for eyes. Right, and you know, if you walk into a most a bank and you've got a hat on, a hood on, or a face mask on, you they'll arrest you or definitely kick you out. But you can wear a burqa in there. It's yeah, not an issue. it's not an issue. This, well, this tolerance thing is killing us, people. Yep. Uh, J- uh, James Dobson's uh, son Ryan wrote a book years ago, and it was "Be Intolerant." We have to be intolerant of evil. If you're not intolerant of evil. You're endorsing, you're, you're helping to build the gallows the that they're going to hang you on. That's right. That's right. Yeah, How's that working for us, folks? There was, a, there was a state rep in Massachusetts that's pushing this so-called bathroom bill. And, uh, and you know, we're, we're having a little uh, online uh, email exchange. And I'm trying to get some facts from him. I says, well, how does one, how does one prove their transgenderism? Well, you don't have to prove it. You know what I mean? Legally, how do you legally prove it? He says, well, you just state it, you know. And then he, then he ended up calling me intolerant. And I said, my toleration is not the issue. The issue here is the law, and the issue is liberty and so forth. So, <clears throat> and, of course, it's common sense. I mean, you, you just... Uh, you, That's what they hate. All of a sudden, you turn around and say, uh, you know, all these, we've been, our people have been around, humanity's been around a long time, but the last 20 years, we have this new concept, this, these new genders all of a sudden show up. Well... Where'd they come from? See, it's, it's not a... And he's, he's saying that... I'm sure he, he's probably sitting there typing this thing with a straight face, too. And he said, sex is male or female, but gender is different. Gender is psychological. Uh, that's so just, you can have a beard and have all the equipment that males have, but uh, somehow you think you're a female, you're a female. You go in the ladies' room and do your business. That's and why that's when, we're in public, when we're in public and my girls, my wife, go to the public restroom... I'm standing guard. Yeah, yeah. Every time. If I'm not well, actually standing by the door, I'm sitting where I can see that door. Yeah. Every time. That's how that's degraded. And I, and I said to him, the very fact that our society, that, uh, that this bill is being taken serious by How some... ridiculous. How ridiculous that, that sitting in Tim Hortons, I should position myself so I can see the ladies' bathroom door because my daughter just went in there, or my wife just went in there. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> it's it's that word. If you if you if you'd have said that forty years ago, they'd have laughed you right off right right into the loony bin. It, it would have been the liberals too would have been just laughing just as loud. Now they're all buying into it. And this is what I this is this gradualism stuff. Yep. Uh, the goal is to make the North American Man Boy Love Association normalize this group, and they'll say, oh. oh. Oh, that's, they're a horrible group of people. Yeah, I said, you say that now, but five years from now, 
you'd be marching with them, holding their hands, singing, we shall overcome. Because you'd be convinced by these psychiatrists that somehow it's healthy, that's good for young people. Boy, the Greeks did it back, you know, back uh, in the height of the Greek, the Greek Empire. So what's wrong with it? You see, and that's, and, and, and oh, you're just a bigot. You're intolerant. It's good for a 14-year-old or, or a 10-year-old to have a, an affair with an older man. It's good for good moral building, character building. <sighs> Unbelievable. I just got an update on uh, some of the issues, some comments on the uh, France issue. Um, yeah. A lady posts, a girl from South Portland studying in Paris said she always felt safe there because of the strict gun laws. Oh, now oh, she's oh, saying oh. she might have to rethink that. Imagine oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Imagine, yeah. Well, that's, imagine like, that. Oh. And the tr- tragic thing is that I think we have enough human experience in history that tells us about gun control, that it's it's bad, it's wrong. But it, it takes things like this. I mean, what, what, do you have to... Pick up, pick up a book on World War II and learn about gun control. No, no, we, that was then. No, it's dead. So, so no, people aren't no. learning from history. So they're, oh, they're, you know, not, it, they're not again, learning. And it's being rewritten. It's being modified and being ridiculed. If you start bringing that up, you're absolutely ridiculed. You know, let's, let's just go down a scenario. We're, in, we're at uh, some venue in Portland, and there's 5,000 people there, and some four lunatics come in and they start shooting. Well, yeah, five, six, seven people are going to get killed. But then there's going to be returned fire. And the next one throws a hand grenade. And as soon as we see that there's a hand grenade, he's down. So there's been some carnage. But, you know, it's not going to be two, three, four hundred people. It's going to be two or three people, five people, ten people. And these clowns are going to be taken out. And when the cops show up, they get to do the cleanup. It's also the idea that if most of these folks, if they know there's resistance, they wouldn't be doing it in the first place. So if it's not to be returned fire, they'll uh, they wouldn't participate in this. Yep, I'm, I'm sure Obama will be uh, blaming the uh, constitutional carry law that was passed in May. Oh, of course, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, we not I got to get rolling, get out of here. You keep going because I got to switch over to bring in uh, the Northern Maine landman. Following okay. our show on the Constitutional Radio Network. Don't forget, folks, support the people that support us. Natural Living Center, a great big health food store in Bangor, uh, is a place for supplements. They've got a great department, and it's being reorganized. Please give us a break as you go through there. I can't find anything either, and stuff's all being moved around, but they've got a great bunch of people in the supplement department will help you find the things you need. And bulk food, bulk items, if you give them a call in advance, you'll get a nice big 10%, 15% discount. And uh, it'll be sitting there with your name on it when you show up. Give them a call. Natural Living Center on Longview Drive, 207-990-2646. 207-990-2646. Natural Living Center in Bangor on Longview Drive, right across from the new BJ's. And in Caribou, countywide vacuum, John Caven. John Caven sells vacuum cleaners. He also sells parts and pieces and bags. Give him a call. He's a good man. He supports what we do. Support him. His number is 207-492-1492. 207-492-1492. Any place in the country, folks, you can call him. He will be glad and he will enjoy the idea of communicating with people out of state and around the state. He'll put a bag of vacuum cleaner bags in a bag and ship it any place in the country. Well, maybe even Brazil. I don't know. 
But uh, give him a call, 207-492-1492, John Caven, Countywide Vacuum. Thanks for being with us today. Hal, give him some final words as I uh, try to get in here. and Well, um, up doing. I'm going to be heading up, up to Maine next uh, next week. I'll be in Saco at the li- Dwyer Library, 6.30 p.m. Uh, we're doing a support to local police and keep them independent campaign. I'll be as far as Lincoln. to be a, be a presentation uh, Friday. The What day is that? November. It's uh, Friday the, the 20th at 7 o'clock. And we sign a call. There's a, there's a meeting room that will be using that. And then I'll be in Walderboro at the American Legion Hall on uh, Wednesdays giving a presentation on the same subject. Um, support local police to keep them independent, trying to oppose Obama's agenda to nationalize the police. And if you'd like more information, uh, jbs.org is our website. You can also, if you live in Maine, you can find us on uh, Maine Friends of the John Birch Society on Facebook. So thanks Great. for listening, and uh, thanks for having me on. Thanks, Hal. I appreciate. And by the way, that's a great. That's a great. That, that that health food store is a wonderful place. I've been there a few times, so I oh, highly yeah. recommend people uh, go in there and uh, give it a look and get some buy some things from them. Yeah. I get to hang around in there once in a while and uh, help people with their health and nutrition needs. Okay, we're out of here. All right. Thanks for being God with us today, you. folks. Have a great Bye. day. We'll see you on the. WXME AM seven eighty Monticello Holton Presque Isle. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.